You may be catty, but you're not cat. Welcome to Dance Fever, the Internet's only Southern West Virginia-based dance competition show fan podcast. I'm Eddie Lee. I'm Terry Ann. And we have So You Think You Can Dance to Talk About, mm-hmm. as well as BBC Young Dancer. Season 2, Episode 4, The Contemporary Finals. And let me just start out by saying that I'm not enjoying this series. It's it's difficult it's because difficult. it's not... My thoughts are that it's not what we have been watching. It's very different from that. Uh, I can't say good or bad. I just can say it's not. it's not what I want in watching these shows. And I, the one point, the one part that I would possibly love because I love to watch people dance, I don't love because I don't think that the performance level is near as high as what we're watching directly after. In my opinion, Ooh. I was watching the solos today. Okay, I and I okay. just felt that the movement was so much better than what I saw on BBC Young Dancer. And that's just how I feel. Once again, they did two solos and a duet. It's contemporary. We also heard who our wild card person was going to be. And once again, this is their second year, and then the second time that they've chosen another contemporary dancer to be the wild card. Laura Jones, Fleur, Fleur Darkin, and Carolyn Finn, who are all dance teachers in their prospective countries, chose the five out of the many who came and auditioned for the contemporary piece. We have 21-year-old Nora Monsour, Monsacour, Monsacour, sorry, 20-year-old Jacob Lang, 18-year-old John William Watson, 20-year-old Nafsa Baba, and 19-year-old Joshua Atwood. They are also all from different originating companies that they have all chosen to come to London to learn more about dance. One was English, dancing in Belgium. One was Belgian, dancing Dancing in in England. England. Yeah. I I thought that was odd. The most accomplished was Nafisa Baba. She's already finished her beginning stages of dance and has moved on to a more professional school that gets them ready for their careers. She's doing a postdoc in dance, Yeah, in essence, is what she's doing. Uh, for those of you that may be aware of, of uh, um, educational degrees here in the U.S., that's, that's basically what she's doing. And I only liked two of them. Jacob, who did not win anything. I felt that his movement was very strong and very cohesive and connected and said something. And and Nafisa, who won this competition, I felt that she was the most polished technician. All of them had difficulty making me understand Jacob Least, Jacob Least, difficulty making me understand the point they were trying to convey, even though they told me before they started dancing what their point was. Every single one 
spoke on what their solos were and what they meant. So we we should have, and and I'm like, okay, if you say that that's what that was, okay. You know, you're we? you're the artist. Who I, I can't we? I can't argue are, with you. This is your heart because they all choreographed but, all their own pieces. Yeah, all three pieces. That's the first time that uh, the dancer choreographed all three of their mm-hmm. own pieces. The judges were Mark. I'm sorry, I can't read my scribbly handwriting. Brew, yes, Mark Brew, Sharna Watson, and Shabana Jessahine, who has been the one who's been in all of the groups. She's, she's the Nigel. She's, yes, she's the Nigel Lithgow. She's the head judge. And, all, like I said, all five choreographed. Shaki Alegre and Miguel Antonada, I'm so bad at names, mentored them and gave them their expertise of knowledge in dance. And, like I said, the winner was Nafisa Baba, and she probably was the best technician, although Jacob who did not get the wild card. It was John William Watson who got the wild card that I totally disagreed with. Jacob, to me, was the most um, successful in getting across the story he told us he was going to tell. Okay, yeah. I think. I liked uh, Baba the best of the five of them. Uh, The first girl... Yeah. Uh, She was... My impression is that she is working too hard to do her own thing. Um, And that's exactly why she became a contemporary dancer, having trained almost as many years at this point in... Ballet. Ballet, as they say over there for whatever reason. Um, And then the other tall dude with the stork-like, jerky motions which is exactly how she was Joshua Atwood uh you know they they the judges some judge spoke on both of those individuals highlighting their length and i thought that their length made them look in association with the movements they chose very angular and pointy and for me, visually unappealing in in movement. For, for me, dance, uh, I want a more flowy kind of experience. Not a, you'll poke your eye out, kid, kind of experience. And, and that's what... And that is the same problem that I had with Jasmine when she was first being shown to us on So You Think. All elbows and knees, angular and pokey and... It, uh, it, that visual doesn't appeal to me. I don't like that. What didn't appeal to me was the incohesiveness of their movement. Oh, it's they, like those movements do not tell a story of what you're... Not to me. They didn't tell me a story. But, you know, I'm just your average Joe. I guess the, Jane. the movement was a visual emotion more than it was a storytelling device. I guess so. So we have one more show. That'll be the finals. The finals. And that's going to have Odie, which is beyond me why he even rates as being on the show. Darcy, which absolutely, of course, in the UK should be on every dance show. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, Ronnie will be the the hostess. hostess. But yeah, Odie. 
He was, he's the reigning winner of their BBC. So what? Uh, they're just using him. So I mean, what? I don't know. So let's go to say you think he can dance. Doesn't mean he knows anything about... As a matter of fact, he doesn't know anything about dance. Because that's why he was on Strictly, is because he's not a dancer. Two. Can I move on? Yeah, move. Thank you. We have Cat Dealey, who's my favorite. Nigel Lithgow, Mary and Murphy, and, Vanessa Hudgens. and Waste of Dance Breath. I was getting to her. And we have our opening piece, which was by Luther Brown. And I would consider it almost an African jazz type. Do you have the music? Oh, yeah. I'm on the wrong one. Um, yeah, it, they had it listed as a hip-hop. But, yeah, they danced to Yayar by Yante. Our first couple out dancing was Logan and Allison doing a jive. By Sasha and Emma. Dancing from, to... I'm sorry. From Dancing with the Stars. Dancing to Louis Prima's Five Months, Two Weeks, Two Days. And it was very good. We liked it. It was a very good job. Logan did an excellent job. He was... It was a period piece. He came back from the war and met a sweetie and they jived in the cantina, whatever. But it was good. I thought that Logan did an excellent job. Would it be Jove? They jove. The, the past tense they of did. the past tense of they jive. They danced. They danced all over the place. They danced. They danced. Jive, jove, jove. Yes. Then Kaylee came out and did her solo, and it was a Kaylee solo, part contemporary, part almost hip hop. Everybody's solo is their thing. I so. oh, I wait every single year, and I've actually seen it two two times that I can think of. I wait for them to come out and do a solo. In some other style no. than their own, because they have learned it every, while they're on Every the show. other dance they do, with one exception, of course, is going to be in a style different from them. So why why make them do a solo in a different style? You don't make them. They choose to do it. You I, don't make them. It, it's my impression that they probably are given the directive to not do whatever you want, do one in your home style. Okay, fine. Sydney came out and did her solo. In her frilly red pants, which I always like. The fringy, fringy, not frilly, fringy red. Fr- fringy, yes. Fringy red um, cha-cha pants. They make make her look like a top. Yes. Or not just her, but I mean anybody that wears what, them, they look like a top. Did you tell us what Kaylee danced her solo to? No, I did not. Shame on you. I don't have that information. Okay, cool. Probably because there's not enough snippet to necessarily get Let's what it's from. Let's move on to Coigne and Marco doing a Dave Scott hip-hop. Two... You Don't Own Me by, not Billie Holiday. No. By Grace featuring G-Eazy. Yeah, these people take these songs and just ruin them by throwing some rap into them. But anyway, the the, the hip-hop was good. I thought the theme was good. She was a beauty contestant who was tired of all of that to try to stay all of that. And pushed herself away from the mirror, and Marco took her away, and they danced, and it was good. And when he kicked the chair back, after he got her up out of it, it landed right back at the table. Yeah, it, that was a very good kick. It was almost perfectly the way the chair should be sitting yeah, in that table. It was good. Next out were Dazzy and Fiction doing a jazz by Ray Leeper. To Big Gigantic's Bring the Funk Back. 
And it was okay. I didn't think there was enough in the choreography for them to do. Hmm. But it was okay. It was like a club dance to me. I'm I'm just liking watching fiction dance. Yeah, me too. You know, that's always good. Him and Robert. Uh, and, and now it's getting to wear and comfort. Yeah. Then Kiki did his solo, which was a Latin ballroom solo. Ma- ma- male Latin, yeah. yeah. And then Mark and Comfort came out and did a contemporary piece by Talia Favia. Talia Favia. Talia Favia. To Isaac Danielson's ending. And it was very moving. Yes. I thought. The story was that, that they were breaking up, and there were some anger issues in that breakup, and they were very convincing. It was very good. And then Taylor did her solo. It was the next best dance of the night. I but think. the Mark and Comfort? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The All Stars came out and did a contemporary piece by Travis Wall to Nina Simone's Strange Fruit. It was very disturbing. Yes. If you've ever listened to the song, it was a reenactment almost of what the song yeah, it was, uh, talks about. So It was haunting, but not like haunting spooky. No. Haunting like that ain't right. Yeah. Haunting. Lex and Gabby came out and did a Broadway by Warren Carlyle. Dancing to Bette Midler's Miss Otis Regrets. And now we know that um, Bette Midler is on stage somewhere doing Hello, Dolly? Yes. Yes. And Warren Carlyle is the person who it's, choreographed it. it. Right, is choreographing that show. Yeah. And Lex and Gabby did a good job. I thought it was too much Gabby and not enough Lex, but that is Warren's choreography. Mm-hmm. And I thought Lex did an excellent job with what he did have, although he sat at the table way too long, for my opinion. Many bars. Yes. Many bars. Logan, and not the good kind of bar. Logan came out and did his solo. And then Sydney and Paul came out and did a Luther Brown hip-hop. To Really? Yeah! By Kyle. And Paul killed it, and Sydney looked cute. Sydney was a young female contemporary dancer. Doing hip-hop. Trying to do hip-hop. But Paul said also... Or not contemporary. No, she's, she's ballroom. She's ballroom, and Paul's ballroom yeah. with a lot more pa- under his belt. Yeah, Paul. So Paul's had more job. time to not dance ballroom, so yeah. yeah. He, he, did, he did it good. Poignier came out and did her solo. And then the top nine did a jazz piece choreographed by Chris Bardock. Bal. Baldock. Dancing to Hey Pachuco. By Royal Crown Review. Which we really love that song. Yes. And they danced it really well, I thought. Katie and Cyrus came and did a Spencer Lift jazz piece. To Vito Fun and Coyle's Let's Talk More Art. And I liked it. It was a lot a lot of emphasis on Kaylee, mm-hmm. which is good because Cyrus is not that great a jazz dancer. Like we said before, he's not all that well-rounded. Although I think he did an okay job I, backing her up. Yeah, I thought he there did okay. There was only a couple places where I was like, come on, Cyrus, you could probably do that if you like, really went out there. But he was showing off Kaylee. And when they told him that he was outdanced by Kaylee, he was very happy. He applauded. Because that's what he wanted. He wanted them to see Kaylee. Well, is that not their job? Yes. To, to not just partner, but to show off their yes, partner. I agree. They did a good job, though. And Mark did his solo. 
And then Taylor and Robert came out and did a Jean-Marc Généraux samba. To Bun Up the Dance by Dylan Francis and Skrillex. I really, really like the dance. I really, really would have liked to have Taylor have one more week to get it muscle memoried. Yeah. And to really abandon herself to that dance. She almost did. And she did in spots. But here... Here is the young female contemporary dancer being asked to be sexy, Mm -hmm. which is something I don't know that we've ever seen somebody accomplish yet, male or female. You know, when they're 17, 18, 19 years old, and they got to be butt rubbing and and stroking the face, and, you know, they, they get all goofy, funny, giggly, kind of, and yet again, it happened. Contrary to that, is there anything Robert can't do? No. Nothing. Uh, it, yeah. Including if he was close enough, still my man. I'm just saying. Hey. Dazzy came out next and did her solo. That from both sides, you stay in the game longer. Yeah. And then Lex came out and did his solo, which was my favorite solo of the evening. He, okay. He yeah. can He can move his body in ways with control that... You just don't see he, very often. Yeah, he did tricks that, yeah. He has amazing control over his body. And then Kiki and Jenna ended the night with a Mandy Moore contemporary piece done to one of my favorite songs ever. First time ever I saw your face by George Michael. Never heard the George Michael rendition. Didn't hate it. In fact, it's probably next to the original rendition, one of the ones I've liked the most, because so much on radio today, they take these wonderful songs and they screw them up. He did not screw it up, and they did not screw up the dance. I thought it was very good. I thought it was a lot of Jenna and a lot of Kiki partnering, but he partnered well. Yes. I don't think I've ever heard George Michael do somebody else's stuff badly. No, I haven't either. It's because... I, he has a respect for the song. He, he, he does doesn't, it, He doesn't try to add so much of himself that it takes the song away from what it's supposed to be. He does it more as an homage yes. than a my version of... I can do that song better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and the, the song that really comes to mind is that uh, Elton John song. Which uh, Elton came and sang with. Don't, don't Let the Sun Go Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, and, and at the time... Maybe a little bit before. You know, George Michael was the stuff. He could do anything he wanted to. You know, but he never did. Mm-hmm. He he always treated the stuff that he remade of other people very respectfully when he did it. Mm-hmm. So our bottom three were Dazzy, Sydney, and Mark. And Mark, of course, was sent down the stairs first because they decided that he just needed to stay. And it was between Dazzy and Sydney, and Sydney did not prove strong enough. This was her second time in the bottom three, and she was sent home, which I'm not upset about. I wanted Dazzy and Mark to stay before Sydney left. Yeah. I might have had um, Kaylee leave before Sydney, but I'm not so sure. I don't know. Yeah, I just I wonder what it is that nobody was voting for her. Yeah. To, to put her in the bottom three. Now, we know that it's the judges' call as the final, mm-hmm. yes, but the bottom three are fan votes. Yes. So it's like, well, so for two weeks in a row, nobody 
liked her enough to get her out of the bottom three, you know? That's, what, seven Mm -hmm. more people last week and six more people this week. So, yeah, I'm not sure what that was about. But, I mean, somebody's got to go. Yeah, that's the format of the show, so. All right. It looks like next week we have... So You Think You Can Dance, Season 14, Episode 11, the top eight. And World of Dance, Season 1, Episode 7, uh, some other format. I forget what they're going to be doing. Well, the duels are over, so we have to be moving into... Uh, 7, 8, and 9 are something else. Yeah. Like head-to-head or something like yeah. that. I, I forget what I've seen it is, but... Either way, so you think... We and haven't watched these shows, people, because we want to keep it fresh. World of Dance next week for episode 247 of the podcast, which means this is episode 246. In case we didn't tell you that. So we're quickly, and we didn't, we're quickly moving down to, or up to, whichever, counting down to episode 250, which will be the most podcasts under one title... On the Teal Productions uh, group. What, what? So that'll be cool. What, what? If you, what do you box? Is that is that what that is? Okay, you got your own YouTube show. Yes. Wah, wah, wah. Yep. I didn't buy a chinchilla. <laughs> yep. If you want to send feedback, you can leave comments on Facebook and Google Plus on the Dance Fever pages there. Twitter. You can, you can tweet us. You can tweet us. On Twitter. Da- well, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can tweet anywhere no. else. Uh, Dance Fever, one word there when you look it up. You can also leave us some kind of message uh, on Facebook because we're there. Yes. Dance Fever, two words. Deliberate. With a no- lovely black silhouette of a couple dancing. Ballroom dancing, yes, I think. They are. DeliberateNoise.com slash Dance Fever is the website. Comments are available to be left there. Dancefever at gmail.com is the email address should you want to email something more lengthy. Although I would say that you can probably leave a Facebook comment that would be as long as an email. Or Google Plus. Or website, actually. Twitter's the only one that you have to... Yeah, you're you're still restricted. You have to be kind of precise. Or or more so than these other formats. So... And don't forget... Choose accordingly. No matter... Which you choose accordingly. They don't need to spell fever. Cool beans. So, strictly come in world of dancing next week. Talk to you guys then. The Dance Fever Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0 unported license.